0: as if that's not enough. Two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Paula. That's helixsleep.com slash Paula. This is their best offer yet, and I'll bet it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. (sighs) The spread of misinformation has fueled our cultural divide and increased our collective anxiety about the future. Tackling misinformation isn't a simple task, but it's important. And that's why I'm so excited to tell you about Conspirituality. A podcast that's dismantling New Age cults, wellness grifters, and conspiracy-mad yogis.
1: On the show, a journalist, a cult researcher, and a philosophical skeptic walk into a bar, and the bartender says, no, 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 it's not that old joke. They (laughs) dive deep into current events such as RFK Jr.'s involvement in mainstreaming dangerous anti-vax rhetoric. They crowdsource, research, analyze, and dream up answers to the problem with, get this, proven science as their ultimate guiding light.
0: I highly recommend you check out conspirituality's fascinating episodes on creating comedy in the MAGAverse with Jordan Klepper or RFK Jr. flirting with body fascism.
1: And you've listened to a bunch of them at this point, Paul, I know, and you tell me you love it.
0: I, I do. They're they're fascinating. And my favorite part is they use, wait for it, proven science. Science? And, and if, if there's any kids listening, that's a class we used to take. Proven science as their ultimate guiding light. I love that.
1: From exploring cults to analyzing our cultural and political landscape, the Conspirituality podcast will help you stay informed about misinformation and help you resist fear tactics. Find Conspirituality on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. to you live from the Ray Horseman studio in North Hollywood, California. It's Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, your comedy field guide to life. On today's show, Emmy award winning casting director Jeannie Bacharach helps Paula hone her audition skills. Paula's getting ready by doing some memory exercises right now. I think it involves a crispy red chip and a dietary soda. Also, teacher Jason Shine talks about kids and homework. Should parents get involved in their kids' homework? And if not, how will we adults ever learn the history of California's 21 missions? I'm Adam Felber, the guy who tries to walk a straight line on the El Camino Real. And now, please welcome the woman who refuses to stay on any marked path, Paula Poundstone. <laughs>
0: Thank you very much.
1: Hey, Adam. Hey, Paula. And also, uh, welcome to tonight's house band, ukulele player, u- ukulist? Ukulist, Anjalina Lucero Collin. What a,
0: name, huh? it's a great name. That's a
1: great and name. And I, great name. I love on this winter night that she's adding so such a touch of the islands here.
0: It's very nice. Yeah. It's not ukulist, is it? That's not.
1: It's definitely not ukulist. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You just
0: made that up. I just
1: made that it up. Probably If name's... only we had a ukulele player here that we could ask.
0: That just seems like a dream. Yeah. Anyelina. <laughs> uh, what do they call it?
2: I think just ukulele
0: player. The ukulele ukulele player. player. She says ukulele player. player. It's Adam trying to oh, wow. fancy it up. I somehow. am. I always, yeah. I'm
1: always trying to class this place up, and yeah. It, it, yeah, it, it, they, it just never works.
0: Right, The Ray the Ray Horsemanovich Studios.
1: Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> I like to Russian it up, too, much yeah, like very. our White House. Yeah. Um, now, Paula, I, I know you're in great shape. Everybody knows this about you. That I'm in
0: great shape.
1: Yes, yeah. this is what our producer Ken Lizebnik wrote here. I'm in good. <laughs> this is I his go- way of making no, a segue. I
0: am in good shape because I, you know, I take Taekwondo. You do take Taekwondo. Do, uh, yeah, and my my teacher. I do like more calisthenics than I think necessarily one needs to. You know, a good trainer knows that, you know, like you get the heart rate going before you do certain exercises. Right. Like that there is a science to it.
1: Right, you want to get your heart rate up to like 120, like right away, I think. I don't know the numbers, it, but you, you know,
0: know, there's like a science behind what you do in what order. And my teacher has one of those Apple watches or right. something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, it's a smart watch by and Apple, And he's sure. forever having some sort of communication with it. So whenever something comes in, he'll just go like, okay... Uh, you uh do uh you know a uh, hundred uh, sit-ups, and then I, at first I was just doing the sit-ups and not paying any attention to what he was doing. Then right. I realized no, it's because he's communicating with
1: someone on his watch.
0: Right, like okay. if he got if he had to like file his taxes, for example. Right, if
1: it was one of those weeks.
0: Right, then I would just be doing hundreds of. So push-ups. you have
1: noticed that it takes longer on certain days to do your warm-ups because he's on his watch.
0: Yeah. Yeah, okay. it'll be like in the middle of something else. All of a sudden, he'll just go, like, we'll be working on the form, which is a, you know, a taekwondo thing. And then he'll go, uh, uh do, uh, <laughs> you know, do 50 sit-ups. And it took me the longest time to figure it out because it's on his watch. So I didn't realize that's what he was doing oh, right away. Oh, I see. So I thought he was paying sort of... attention to how long it took me. Yeah. But it turns out he doesn't care at all. And by the way, I, I may have mentioned this before because I'm not sure. Like, there is a thing... When there's something like they give classes to kids and stuff. Now, I yeah. I take privately, but... Um, right, because, where they, because a
1: public Taekwondo class would be just... It would be a little bit humiliating. Yeah.
0: But, um, <laughs> but what they do is they try to incentivize you continuing
1: by the belt system. That is the ancient way they get you. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I, Which I, is I, what from Taekwondo stands for. From time immemorial, uh, like what? Asian martial arts have been like, well... You don't have the purple belt yet.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, I think that in recent years they've added more belt levels. No, they like it's not have. just purple belt. It's it like has purple. a plaid belt. It's purple with a stripe. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like I just recently got my Paisley belt. And now he's
1: just making that up.
0: Yeah, that's what I yeah, thought. Yeah, that, that's maybe. his
1: biggest scam. Is his Apple Watch thing. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. no Paisley belt. Do a
0: 100 uh, sit up. Uh, I do a lot of <laughs> kicking um, a big <laughs> padded thing. And I realized that, like, here it's so important, especially here at Ray Horseman Studios, where there's things like couches out on the street. If a couch. Ever comes at me, right. I can kick the shit out of a oh, couch. Oh, because you
1: know how to kick a padded object. Yeah, exactly. Whereas if a person came at you, unless I'm, it was somebody with a panic. lot of extra padding.
0: A guy walked by me tonight that just scared me for no right. good reason. But I, if he was wearing
1: a parka, would you feel more comfortable kicking him? I, I Like, like yeah, one of those little puffy little bit, yeah. uh, North Face jackets? Like a North Face vest, you could probably kick, kick yeah, the ass a of somebody. Yeah, a fiber fill. In. I could yeah. do a fiber fill. Uh, excellent, excellent.
0: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So I always uh, wonder if those those German shepherds and, and Dobermans that they train to attack are o- only attacking people with the giant gloves.
0: Oh, because that's how they—that's how they train. Uh, yeah. Like, what do yeah. you want me to do now? He's so, not wearing the glove. If you make the mistake, <laughs> yeah. of walking, yeah, with with those big gloves just casually down the street, right. you can expect a Doberman to come at right. you. Right.
1: Don't wear those gloves near dogs.
0: Did I tell you? I can't even remember what I've told you. I have a memory problem. Yeah, you do. Um. Which I've probably mentioned before.
1: Just five seconds ago. Uh, <laughs> and ten seconds before that.
0: My dog, went to my dog Sirius, uh, who's here with us tonight. He's Welcome, uh, Sirius. We were on a street corner in Santa Monica one time, which reminds me, by the way, our security guard is not here tonight. Did you know that?
1: You just digressed from your digression.
0: I know, because I was thinking about the security
1: yeah, guard. Yeah, we have we no have, security here. We do had, you know why? Because why?
0: he was beaten up in Santa Monica. He was not. <laughs> Yeah, he was. He was on the Third Street Promenade. He was and, not. Uh, yeah, he was coming out. Jonah of a, Glickman. He was coming out of a Hello Kitty, and somebody just
1: <laughs> somebody just nailed him with a I big do, lollipop. I do want to point out that our, our security tonight is being provided by uh, producer Tony Anita Hull. Yeah, who so it's just the most adorable. Yeah, and non threatening security guard I've ever had in my life honestly so
0: if there's any 'er ne'er-do-wells out there tonight's the night to make your move
1: right unless you're susceptible to cute yeah in which case you are fucked yeah they'll just fall apart yeah (laughs)
0: yeah she'll
1: she'll she'll have have assailants giving her hot soup
0: that, but no, you know what? She looks like she couldn't do any harm, but it's going to turn out.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. She's a killer.
0: You know how years later, right. the neighbors go like, no, she seems so nice.
1: Right. <laughs> 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 it's an interesting neighbor character you just there. Yeah, well, that's
0: my neighbor character. Uh, okay.
1: you know, she, she seems so nice. <laughs> Let me segue. Let me see what ken got for us as a segue here.
0: Does Ken have a segue?
1: Yeah. It, well, no, he wrote, I know you also got to work on a social media this past week.
0: What does that mean? You also oh, got a workout. Oh, you oh, also got
1: a workout got on social wor- media. Oh, oh I know what nice. he's talking nice about. No,
0: because you know what? I, uh, on Twitter this weekend. Yeah, you were someone- involved in a Twitter tussle. Uh, there was a Twitter kerfuffle.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> that had something to do with wait, wait, don't tell me, right? or?
0: Well, it did. But basically what this person was saying was okay. that, uh, you know, somebody on air mispronounced Someone else's name, not you. No, it wasn't me. Okay. but they wrote in and they, on Twitter to me, right, to and you. they said that that's so disrespectful to not be able to pronounce someone's name. And I just, you know, I don't usually get into a kerfuffle. I usually just sort of let stuff are, go because I don't care. You live a
1: kerfuffle-free existence.
0: I try to, but I, but you know, I wrote back, and I'm like, you know what? In the world, right, with everything we have to shoulder,
1: right? In the I world think right now,
0: mispronouncing someone's name. Given, given, like, all the forms of disrespect that lurk just outside the door right, right. now, really mispronouncing someone's name? I, was it
1: viewed as culturally disrespectful? I think
0: in this case it may have been. They yeah. didn't say that specifically, I'm but I think it was laced. with, pronouncing with names
1: it. that are not, you know, anglicized. Yeah. I try. Yeah. But you know, there's a lot of nations out there. Well when tons I'm reading of languages.
0: When I'm reading a book that comes from like a like a Russian novel, for example. Okay. What I do and I tend to do this anyways, which is when I come to a name that I can't pronounce, right? What I do in my brain is I go, Oh, it's that name that I can't pronounce. But then I'm reading a Russian novel like everyone, everyone is that so name. It becomes
1: hard to tell that the characters I can't apart. Pronounce. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: So that's not really a helpful That's not helpful at all um, as a reader. Identify no. And you
1: have like name panic anyway. Way, with names and pronunciations, right?
0: I do. And I have 14 cats, and you know, they hate wearing oh, name tags. Nothing because is of more disrespectful <laughs> stuff. than n-
1: mispronouncing a cat's oh, name. Oh, yeah.
0: I'll say, Chloe, and she'll go, no, I'm Severus. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> oh, my gosh, that's intense. I I think as I get older, maybe the experience of forgetting people's names have become worse. Really? Yeah. Although Who I am always I? I always had it a little bit. Who am I? Uh, hold on, hold on, it starts with an A. No,
1: I always had a little bit, and it seems to be getting a little worse as I age as well. But
0: part of it is anxiety, right? When you get nervous about it, then it gets worse. I remember, like, and when you meet somebody and you never quite got their name, and yet you've met them over and over again, and now you know them too well. Right. Oh, that happens to me all the time. This happened with me and my dad, where I would just (laughs) see him in the hallway and I would know that I know this guy. I know this guy, and right. I
1: just—that never happened to me. No. Um. Oh. Um. So there's other Twitter kerfluffles that have been happening a little bit lately. With
0: oh, us. oh yeah. Somebody wrote me. I, maybe this was Instagram. Maybe I took a picture of I was feeding my cats, and it's a glorious thing to see 14 cats at the bowls. I took an overhead shot, and the yeah. dog was in his cage right beside the cats eating. And someone wrote to me, "It's what was it? It's um, abuse." To have that dog in the cage there. And I looked at the picture again, and and first of all, I don't want the dog to eat the cat's food, and second of all, he doesn't want the cats in his cage. Right. Um. So and he's perfectly happy in that cage. Yeah, uh, you crate your dog at times. Right. Exactly. But in in fact, in this case, I looked at the picture again, and the door to the cage was wide open. Wow.
1: Yeah. So somebody was just looking to and, stir and up some shit. And there was a big exit sign
0: right there, so there, he okay, knew. Okay. There
1: isn't an exit sign, but there yeah. is. Yeah. My dog can read. Did he, I tell you can that? Serious read? Yeah.
0: He reads aloud to me at night. Oh, that's really nice.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he can give you some. Pointers at looking at the script once in a while.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, maybe. It could. <laughs> That's fine. No, don't be. You know, I like to just talk, at them I mean, uh, yes, and you're good at it. Yeah, thank you.
1: Now, uh, one more little f- kerfluffle. This show, a couple of weeks ago, made reference in an interview with a tattoo removal specialist. Yeah, made reference to a tramp stamp. In fact, he called it that, a tramp stamp. He also
0: drove a snowplow, didn't he? That guy who removed
1: <laughs> the guy who removed the tattoos. I, no, we that was a separate guest. We had a snow removal specialist. On a different show. This was a oh, tattoo. They're oh, completely unrelated professionals. because oh, I was
0: just thinking maybe that was how he did it.
1: Oh, by plowing? Yeah,
0: just big wow, scraping on somebody. Oh, that would be
1: terrible. Oh, yeah. 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 No, but i yeah, bet you I wouldn't go need my tattoo. You away. wouldn't go
0: get more of those stupid tattoos it, again.
1: It would learn you. That's All for right, sure. so
0: we had referred to the tattoo in the, I was told, by the way, that it was called the tattoo in the lower part of a woman's back. Uh, it was called... A, a tramp stamp. A tramp stamp. Not
1: only were you told, but our 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 doctor referred to it as such as something that he removes frequently.
0: Yeah, tramp but stamp. But somebody ha-
1: really, really took uh, umbrage at us using that descriptor. And at one point, I alluded to the idea that perhaps tramp stamps often have some sort of sexual connotation. They're there for, you know, sexy reasons. <laughs> Um, and, Is and it sexual,
0: by the way, to read like instructions on the just above the butt of your girlfriend?
1: You know, instructions would be awesome. Yeah. If there's somebody out yeah. there who's thinking of getting a tramp stamp, yeah. if you could, if you could just have in very small writing instructions on what you would enjoy. All right. In for, that position, I think me, that would be the great. Send us pictures. For me
0: personally, <laughs> yes, th- it would say "see other side." <laughs> That's just me, I, you know. Everyone right. can have what they want, right. but I would say See yeah, other side. The other side. Right. And, and right. what yeah. is
1: the matter with you? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Do not turn over. Just on the That's other side.
1: Really funny. Um, All right. Um, well, we've just made matters worse. So, so let's yeah. move on. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I had, you know, there might be, it uh, could be a medical reason they put them there. Like a medical for, reason, like what? Yeah, for like a, you know, instructions for a spinal tap or something, just, you know, the place of insertion. Uh, oh. Yeah. Yeah, so
1: different place of insertion is yeah, what we're talking Yeah, yeah. So, so a spinal tap guide.
0: Because isn't that where it is, isn't it?
1: I've never had a spinal tap.
0: Well, I haven't had a spinal tap either,
1: but, you, but, but do, I saw does the film. Does anybody film. know if, if spinal taps are done more or less in the tramp stamp area? Anybody in this, stu- we have like nine people in the studio and yeah. nobody seems to know.
0: Hold on, I'll ask the dog. <laughs> uh, I don't, I right. don't know. I'm well, sure somebody's In any case, we apologize to our thing. listeners
1: for no, uh, whatever we did No, there. you know what?
0: I'm not apologizing. Somebody wrote in upset about that. That is a person with too much time on their hands. And you know what I say to that listener? What do you say? I say listen to the next episode and the one after that uh, to busy themselves.
1: Well, what if that episode hasn't come out yet? I mean, catch this, up on the ones that you responded, may have. Like, within m- moments, of yeah, the yeah. Well, then catch
0: up on the old episodes and, okay. s- and stop. Everyone has to stop being so offended by everything. How
1: dare you! <laughs> my- <laughs> I am so sorry. Oh, uh, that's not an apology. I just that's I something in- I enjoy online. People get outraged at people, and then people apologize, and then they're told that's not that's not how you apologize. Yeah, that's, that's not, not really their- an apology. Yeah.
0: Oh, you know when my sister and I would fight when we were kids. I'd say, well, I'm not going to do something until you apologize. I was the youngest. And she'd go, okay, I'm sorry. And that would just burn the hell out of me because I'm like, that's not an apology. I'm just going to wear a T-shirt that says I'm sorry. I'm so, so sorry.
1: Yeah. that's not an apology. Actually, you know, saying I'm sorry if you were offended is very offensive online nowadays.
0: To say, oh, I'm sorry if you were offended. Right, because it's not well, only it that you've c- committed an offense. I kind of buy that. Right now, um, I'm sorry Barnes if your arm broke
1: phone. when I shut the door on it. With with oh. a picture of where the spinal tap goes in.
0: Oh, Bonnie and, Burns just handed you her flat thing, by the way. Her um, flat
1: thing. With a picture. And you look at that picture. That's a picture of where the insertion point for a spinal tap is. I'm going to say but that. But I
0: can't tell from that picture where it, it is. It looks
1: like it's a little over the traditional tramp stamp area.
0: Oh, up higher?
1: Yeah. Like, if you were getting a tramp stamp with a spinal tap um, guidelines, you, you'd probably have arrows pointing up.
0: Oh, I see. Right. Oh, God. It's so creepy anyways. Yeah. I'm, it's like I'm so am I'm not glad that creepy. I was shown
1: that at this moment. No,
0: me neither. <laughs> no. No,
1: We have wild away Way too much time at this have point we? Um, so I, Wait a
0: minute, I'm making a balloon animal You're not, you're just I blowing up too. a balloon No, gonna... I'm using my pump
1: Now, you are, which yeah, always I'm, sounds like Because breastfeeding. the baby's at
0: home and I'm not going to be there later Right, so
1: you're pumping up a balloon <laughs> Yeah
0: <laughs> For those I'm going to have one this... disappointed baby <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hey Paula You know <laughs> for those of you who for this is your first episode, I don't know why you'd start here. But um, Paula is under the delusion, has been under the delusion that she makes balloon animals. Um, she it's not true. basically inflates I'm... balloons. But Paula has, uh, ha- to be fair, Paula inflates balloons and doesn't really make them into balloon animals. But over the last month or two, I've noticed that you actually seem to have, have learned a little bit about twisting balloons. You're not twisting oh, yeah. them into coherent shapes yet, but I can't just say you're just blowing up a balloon anymore.
0: No, I am making balloon animals. Um, I yeah, have been, you're not. I am. I have uh, been uh, spending a lot of my weekends at college balloon animal seminars.
1: Really? Yeah. There are a lot of them these days? Yeah. I, I, I like that you're trying to twist one there. And again, I'm going to say this before. This no, you makes know for this some is great the, audio. I'm making a spine. Uh, you're making a spine? I'm making
0: a spine, and right. we're going to tap it And then it you're going to
1: draw a little tramp stamp on it? Yeah. The more that we, the more that we say tramp yeah. stamp, the more Don't there's what, one tramp listener Don't say tramp Someone is and, so upset. What do you call it, then? Uh, a whore mark. <laughs> That's better. Okay, from now on, th- listeners, from now on, we're going to be calling it a whore mark. The okay? mark
0: of the whore. Arr, he's got the mark of the whore.
1: Um, <laughs> we don't even have time. We were going to do a Thomas Coyne update, you know, a survivalist Thomas Coyne. We're going to do that next week oh. because we've got a lot of listeners got- who want to know what's happened to him. So we promise you, next week, we're going to give you a full update on the Thomas Coyne affair.
0: And please, listeners, continue to uh, string that uh, net across that dragnet across the the world uh, searching for Thomas Coyne. So far, we uh, have had great success.
1: <laughs> I want to hit one more thing. We are, we're, we're not having great success. With we that. have found so many places where he isn't. Are you kidding me? But he could be in any of those places right now. No, he's it's not. It's a terrible way of searching. No, I, I said uh, we weren't getting into this.
0: No. I Trump is considering having me work at the FBI. That I believe. Ever since What's-His-Name was fired. Uh, uh, Comey? No, Komei. It's so disrespectful (laughs) 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 to pronounce his name wrong. I want to
1: move on. We're we're going to, at some point, introduce our first guest. (laughs) We are. Before we even get to that, um, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about um, you and auditioning, right? Oh, I had
0: an audition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You had an
1: audition, and we had an anxiety... specialist here to coach you on your anxiety, because you have terrible anxiety leading up to auditions. And yes, You I usually do. end up uh, just blathering at, at yeah, your auditions. right. Which my is whole, so out of character. My whole audition is <laughs>
0: taken up by me
1: talking about things not germane. Because you're nervous. Yeah, exactly. Now, did that anxiety coach help? How did that audition go? No, our well, have been No, asking. it didn't help at all. Didn't help at all? <laughs> did uh, you no, do exactly that? because the other thing is, I yeah. forget
0: stuff when I'm nervous, and so okay. I couldn't really remember what he suggested. I mean, I think he said breathe, and I'm sure he was breathing. Because yeah. you know, here I am. Right. Uh, but uh, arguably,
1: I, I, you've done that at other. What else auditions? did he
0: say? I don't even remember anymore
1: that he, I, I I should do. Well, you should listen to our podcast once in a while. Yeah, he I'm had gonna, some pretty good advice. See, I'm, gonna to, <laughs> I'm gonna have to. I'm
0: gonna have to listen. <laughs> but, no, when I get nervous, I, I can't stop talking, and I forget things. So a lot of what I'm saying isn't really scintillating because I don't remember what I mean to say. Who are you again? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Never mind. So I would really like help. Okay. With well, help is on the way in, in, at some point. Thank goodness. Because <laughs> when we return to nobody listens to Paula Poundstone in just a minute, after these, after we talk about our sponsors for a minute, we're going to have casting director Jeannie Bacharach here. Oh, fantastic. She is going to tell you how you're fucking up. <laughs> <laughs> tell her I said, get
0: in line. <laughs>
1: All right. Well, let's pay some bills. And these are great bills to pay because we have some great sponsors uh, this week. Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, Paula, is sponsored what's uh, Oh, again I thought by,
0: we were advertising yes. on Nobody no, Listens to No, no, we're not Paula sponsoring Poundstone. us. We don't
1: really believe in the product. Um, but <laughs> this week we're being sponsored um, by one of our best sponsors, HelloFresh.
0: Oh, I tried HelloFresh. You tried HelloFresh. I did. Not only did I, a non-cook- Uh, enjoy preparing the meal, but also, you know, the serving size was really good because I had more for the next day. Right. Um, And I think stuff always, it tasted delicious the first day. Right. But the second day, I I think, and this isn't science talking, that, you know, the juices... You know, they commingle.
1: The juices commingled. Yeah, and so it was even better by the second day. I don't think that's going to be their next slogan, but let's just tell our (laughs) listeners what HelloFresh is, which is one of those services where it makes Conquering the Kitchen in 2019 a reality with deliciously simple recipes. They send you everything. Fresh, pre-measured ingredients, easy-to-follow, six-step pictured recipe cards are delivered to your door each week in an insulated box. All meals come together in 30 minutes max, and there's three flexible plans to choose from, classic, veggie, and family. You went veggie, right? Oh, went Fiji. Did you just
0: say pre-measured?
1: Yeah, they oh, give you pre-measured feel like ingredients. An idiot. What?
0: I was measuring it. But they already measured it for you. That's <laughs> well, like I one of the I thought it was points. a weird coincidence. No.
1: Every but, time, every like, time it, yeah, it was yeah. like,
0: oh my gosh, it said a cup, and that's a cup. Yeah. That yeah. So it was pre-measured.
1: Yeah, you didn't have to actually yeah. measure it. Whoa, boy. Well, I am. Ha- I have a very important announcement here. I've been told that our friends at HelloFresh have decided that your sidekick is also worthy of receiving some HelloFresh. So I am, the next time we talk about HelloFresh, I also, and you know, I cook a lot. I also yeah, will be able to report on how the HelloFresh thing went. Oh, that's good. I'm pretty And excited. you know,
0: you're on the show.
1: What, nobody listens to Paula Poundstone? Yeah. <laughs> yes,
0: you're you, also there. We have goaded
1: our listeners into every theme song mentioning, and in every review mentioning that Adam Felber is on every show.
0: I love you guys reading your Twitters when you say that Adam was there.
1: I don't consider that to be a great compliment. I kind of wish our listeners came up with something besides Adams on every show, but I feel like you're goading them into no, that not them. insulting- I, It's great to be remembered, isn't it? It is. And let's remember something else, that HelloFresh has a special offer for 2019. See how I did that? Yeah. You can get $80 off your first month. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Poundstone80. Yeah. And enter the code Poundstone 80. Yeah, now, you gotta let them know you heard it here. Yeah, absolutely. And But not only are you letting them know you heard it here, you're getting $80 off your first month by going to HelloFresh.com slash Poundstone 80 and entering the code Poundstone 80.
0: They're getting $80 off? Well, then let me also tell you my address because you can send that $80 no, to, you can't. to Paula. No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: No. That kind of interferes with the pristine nature of the HelloFresh ad. Oh. And and let's interfere with another ad because tonight we welcome a new sponsor to the show, Modcloth. Mod cloth. You're familiar with Modcloth. I am familiar. At ModCloth, mod Cloth, there's no such thing as an ordinary outfit crafted by a team of in-house designers. Their signature styles include hand-drawn prints, standout silhouettes, and an inclusive size range that celebrates all women. And I love apparently that. no men.
0: Oh, are there not? I,
1: I don't know. You, you, I you've you been there. there. I have been there, but I don't recall. I guess I didn't click on the men's well, stuff you, if there was. Probably not. You probably went there and no, browsed I the women's clicked stuff. On, I clicked on
0: the women's stuff. Did you find it I,
1: easy to use with attractive garments?
0: I did. Uh, I found shoes that I really liked. And people are always saying to me, oh, you know, where do you get those shoes? Right. And uh, and I found shoes on there that I really love. That's fantastic. Yeah. So
1: everybody else can now get involved in this. I mean, you could have before, but now there's a special offer we're going to tell you Wait about. a minute.
0: So you yes. can have Hello Fresh for dinner
1: you can have and little- then
0: get how much off on uh, on ModCloth?
1: You can look great at dinner and get 15% off your purchase of $100 or more. Go to ModCloth.com. That's M-O-D-C-L-O-T-H.com. And then just enter the code Poundstone at checkout. And the offer is valid for one-time use and expires on the 7th of April. But you could get 15% off a purchase of $100. Nice. So make a purchase of $1,000, you get $150 off.
0: So my address is Paul Poundstone. No, no, no. At... Again,
1: again, that's ModCloth, <laughs> M-O-D-C-L-O-T-H dot com. Enter the code Poundstone. Nice, and uh, and thank you to our house band Anya, Anyalina. Thanks, You've been Anya. fantastic there on that, on that ukulele.
0: She's a ukulele player. She's
1: a ukulele player. Don't
0: let anybody tell you she's a ukuleinist or something. She's, right. a she's a ukulele player. She's a ukulele. Wait a minute, player. I'm almost done with my balloon
1: animal. Yeah, and and again, of... it looks sort of like a you folded a triangle. There. No,
0: it's a ukulele.
1: Is it a ukulele? Yeah. Oh, you're gonna give that to Anyalina?
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, she's gonna want
1: that. God, it's got that great Anyalina, sound. are you going to want that? I could be a dual to- She could be a That's dual right. ukulele, she, she says. Yeah, yeah look
0: at that. That is both. a beautiful ukulele. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah. All right. Well. <laughs> look, look how so, I did the strings. Yeah, there are no strings on that. <laughs> <laughs> there's, just, there's just this, this weird tip. It's, that, it's, like what one might find on a <laughs> prophylactic device. Um <laughs> All right, well, we're back. And we talked about that audition that you had. Mm. Right, Paula? Just painful. But you're going to get some help. Help is on the way. Actually, help has been here for more than 30 minutes. Um, Yeah, a lot of times
0: you have to recognize when the help is there.
1: Yeah, exactly. And this help is in the form of casting director Jeannie Bacharach. And she's been nominated for five Emmys and last year won the Emmy for casting the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Please welcome Jeannie Bacharach.
0: Hey, Jeannie! Thanks so much for being here. Well, I'm, it's a pleasure to be here. Well, thanks. Now, uh, all right. So, I have so many auditioning nightmares.
1: Jeannie, uh, have you, you ever re- auditioned alone. Paula Poundstone for a part?
0: No,
2: uh, several. No, oh, you have? I haven't.
1: No, okay. No, no.
2: <laughs> I was no. put on the spot. I didn't know what. No, it was. no, no. Just, yeah. just be yeah.
1: honest.
0: Okay.
2: Let yeah. Paula
1: handle the lion's share of the dishonesty.
2: Right. Uh, no,
0: I knew. You, I knew you hadn't. Uh, I, I don't think I've ever gotten a role that I auditioned for. What? Um, no, I don't think so. I could go in on the Paula Poundstone story, and they'd go, "No, she's not like that." We're gonna, <laughs> Paula we're gonna
1: give it to Kathy Griffin. I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. We're
0: gonna, we're going we're going in a different direction with Paula. Uh, I get a lot of that.
1: <laughs> cut cut to the premiering on ABC with Kathy Griffin playing yeah. you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. That is exactly what happens. Well, Adam and I already have had a conversation about this. Uh, Which you were
1: privy to, because you were sitting right here. No,
0: no, no, no. earlier. The last audition I went on, it was supposed to be this very strong character who felt very confident in her work uh, and knew what she was doing. But there was a a lot of, uh, you know, fairly thick swaths of dialogue on the page, and it's not like I had, you know, weeks to memorize it, and I'm a slow memorizer. Um, So I had always (laughs) been told by (laughs) acting coaches that you don't, memorize because you don't want them to feel like this is as good as it gets you want them to feel like you know gee maybe if she had some time she'd get
1: something (laughs) and 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 what i said is my wife is an actress also named Jeannie, and what she says is that you're supposed to memorize it as best you can but have the sheet paper there in front of you and that's the way to audition
2: what's your feeling I think it's helpful to have the sheets in your hand. I don't think it has to be absolutely memorized. Um, I think having the sheets in your hand is a little bit like having an umbrella with you and then it won't rain. Right. If you're holding those sheets in your hand, you won't actually need them. But I think being as familiar as you can with the material is just going to help you feel freer in the room.
1: Right. So. Yeah.
2: But sometimes if you're so memorized, you're stuck in your head trying to remember what the next line is. Well, I It'd have that. So you don't want to be programmed. Yes. You want to be able to maybe move back and forth between some memorization and, and looking down at your lines on your sheet.
0: Well, it's very hard. And by the way, a lot of times when I get um, uh, opportunities to read for something, it's generally yeah. that the person they really wanted, you know, fell off a truck. Right. <laughs> And you know, can you can you audition for this tomorrow? Yes. And the so there 12 isn't a, pages lo- of a lot of memorizing yeah. time, and I have fourteen cats, and
1: sifting must be done. All right, we all <clears throat> we do hear that. However, it sounds like you should be more familiar with the material than you are when you walk in the room. Let's get to the way that Paula talks for about a half an hour after walking into the room before mm. getting to the sides. Is that a kind of a? A warning sign to a casting director? It can
2: be a little bit of a big red flag, yeah. A red flag, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a red yeah, flag, enormous red flag. Right. So, so
1: if Paula does that, no matter how good she is, she's probably not going to get cast, right?
0: So I'm supposed to just go in and sit quietly, and then and then read the thing and leave as if none of this ever happened. It can be helpful. <laughs>
1: Okay, so Jeez. so you already self-identified All right. All right.
0: your biggest yeah. challenge. Here's as an the auditioner. answer: I'm never
2: gonna get a fucking <laughs>
0: acting job. That's the answer.
2: I, maybe it, maybe there's a balance. Maybe maybe it's five minutes of riffing, okay. and then yeah. and then launching in. Oh, I and see. then a clean exit. Yeah, right. You should yeah. probably set clean alarm. exit is key. Is it? Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I don't What's wanna, a clean exit? You know, finish the scene. Thank you, and go. Not a hey, anything else you might need. Hang uh, around. Oh, because then you see. Don't needy. forget your purse. Don't look for a reason to come back in the room. Okay. Oh, do people so you you hear sure, people. so they can hear what might be being said about them. Oh, that's no. gross. Yeah, really? yeah. It's, oh, it's I, a, would, it's, it's, I would never no, even want to do that. Yeah, well,
1: no, because you've napalmed the room yeah. by the time you yeah. leave.
0: I would say,
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I would say, look, if you're going to say anything about me, please let me get out of the building first. Right. I'd say, you know what? I will text you when I'm out of the building and then you can Then you can start speaking. Yeah.
1: Now, Jeannie, how much of this is looks? Like, we were talking about that, too. When somebody walks into the room, if they are the right look, they're getting the part. And if they're the wrong look, they're not getting
2: the part. Well, they're not not getting the the job just because of how they look. But they might not get the job because of how they look. Okay. Well, that's what happened a lot, too.
1: You think so?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure of it. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. No. Like, I auditioned for Barbie the movie. And, uh, you did yeah. for the title uh, role. Uh, yeah, and I was turned down for yeah. that
1: because of your tramp stamp.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, wait. I'm sorry. What was no, it called? No,
1: my, my whore mark. Your whore mark. Got to read whore. trouble now.
2: Um, uh, all right. So no, you do. You. you uh, I mean, yes. Yeah, sometimes people will walk in and they're just not right for the role. But right. but any good casting director is going to still let them. Do the work that they prepared and think about them for something else. Right. Oh, oh, although yeah. it does have
1: a lot to do with who's being cast alongside them, Sure, too, right? sure. Sometimes
2: yeah. you might look like somebody they've already on the show, and that's right. not going to work. Right. Yeah. They, okay. Or yeah. they
1: don't look like they're a family member of somebody exactly, already on the show, they're supposed right. to be. Right.
2: Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That can happen. Oh, my
1: God. What are
0: your pet peeves? Can thieves? you even imagine if I went in to read on something and my mom already had a role on the show?
1: <laughs> that would be embarrassing.
0: It would be awful.
1: Yeah. Not likely, because she's not an actress.
0: Right, but still. Still. Yeah, like a surprise, they just sprung on you. You Well, I think that's an anxiety that you should think about the next time you walk into a room. We got your mother, who you haven't talked to in 30 years, and we brought her in from Tennessee. I think and she's that's maybe right.
2: something you don't need to worry about before she's, you go yeah. she's exactly like you Take she's that what, off your list of anxieties when you go into audition.
1: Yeah, I think I feel like we're yeah. peering into Paula's head <laughs> as to where this is all going so horribly wrong. Um, what are your pet peeves in the room, Jeannie? What do people do besides coming back and pretending that they'd left their purse? What oh, else? That's so uh, terrible.
2: Apologizing before they even start.
1: Oh, I haven't uh, had time to look this uh, over, yes, and uh, I, and I have this thing on my face, so I had to cover it up with right, too
2: much makeup. Yeah, I was out partying and... too late last night. Oh, okay. I would mm-hmm. fucking, yeah. Yeah. I would never say
0: I was out partying too late last night. No, you might be maybe you were with your cats. But... Yeah, no, I mean it would just never <laughs> yeah, yeah. occur to me to <laughs> you might say start talking about the cats as being
1: uh, um, keeping you sifting yeah. cat boxes, as keeping you from being familiar with the part. You might
0: say, no, no, I don't think the things I talk about have nothing to do with whether or not I'm familiar with the part. Okay. Oh, that's helpful. Let me give you an <laughs> example.
2: You're avoiding that. Let me. Uh, oh, I am. The whole yeah. thing is avoiding. <laughs> Let's get to something
1: that might help actors out there. Yeah. Are there any um, misconceptions that actors have, mistakes that they make all the time that you wish you could just take them all under your wing and say, look, just don't do this?
2: Uh, not being prepared.
1: Not being prepared. Not being Shit.
2: prepared. Not putting in the. <laughs> not been not uh, not having done their homework but. okay but when you okay. get the call the day before how much
0: preparation did you really think there was going to be a day that's okay. not even They're that. They're actors. They they have nothing else they are doing. <laughs> oh, well, in my case, I have many other things. You have many other doing. things. That is Um true. Come on. I, I have a podcast, for God's sake, That's sakes. true. She had, this podcast course, don't every, make themselves. Every, every actor has a podcast, too. One of, you know, they keep talking about how polarized the country is and how little we all have in common anymore, and that's simply not true. Um, you know, we, we all breathe oxygen. We don't eat our young, and we have a podcast. Right. That... <laughs> Uh, the
1: essential qualities of modern humanity.
0: Yeah. But yeah. what you're saying is that the people who are going to get the jobs are the one who delayed their podcast taping <laughs> that day so that they could go to <laughs> the audition. Priorities, yeah. Um, yeah. Can you think of a time where there was someone and they came in and you really didn't think they were right for the part and then they did something that made you go, oh, oh my absolutely. gosh. Oh, yeah. absolutely, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So people that's can
1: just, dazzle you.
2: People can absolutely surprise you. It's the best part.
1: That, that does that's sound the, like the best that's part. That's
2: the best I'm part of, be of happy casting, happy to hear yes. you say that. Yeah. Like when Bob Newhart read for the Bob Newhart show,
0: nailed it. He almost didn't yeah. get it. Yeah. Yeah, when yeah when but came he, in, he turned like, them around in the room. not the right guy. Exactly. Not the right
1: guy. So, uh, Jeannie, what we're going to do here is we're going to try to do a little audition fantastic. and and see if uh, now you've been given sides, have you not? I have. It's fantastic. And well, I'm prepared. Gonna... You did prepare. Did. did you? I worked you on this prepare? all last so night. Do you, what do, you, do
2: you prepare in some way as sure. a casting director? Absolutely. What do you do? I, I, will, I want to be as familiar with the scenes beforehand so that I then have the ability when I'm reading with the actors to really see what they're doing. That I'm available to them. I can give to them. And But you, you know, don't try to I act can, hard right back at them. No, it's got to be tempting it's, it's to got, put I, I a little skin exactly, on no, it. No, you got to find yeah. that right balance. You, no, it, it, don't shouldn't, be you. it okay. shouldn't be about you. It shouldn't be about. There are people who, who do make it about them, but
0: because I don't think I've ever gotten anything from a casting oh, yeah. person that I read. Those with. are brutal. I ones. mean, nothing. Well, brutal.
1: You're not the best listener.
0: No, I don't think. No,
2: honestly. No, really, you get nothing. Yeah, just yeah, flat. Yeah, yeah, it can be you know. brutal. Yeah, like. Were you
1: an actor at one point? I was. Oh, I was. Right. No, well, I t-
2: I try to give. I try to give. Yeah. So I, in I fact, I've like... had people say, you know, my God, you're off book. You're, you know. Oh. They're not off book as the actor, but I'm oh, off I book. No, but, but that's because I need to be. Audition. I need to be available to them. Really? And, yeah, I've gotten
0: stuff like, "I love you too." Really? Yeah. Right. And uh, you know, I'm dying now, but <laughs> I'll be <laughs> in your heart.
1: Okay, well, that's, that's <laughs> terrible, but I do want to point out that those readings are coming after you've unspooled a story for a half an hour in the room.
0: You know what? You are so negative. <laughs> I,
1: I know, I know. I'm a, okay. I'm when queen I get, of mean. When
0: I get <laughs> Paula on the movie, you're not going to fucking be in it. How about Who's gonna that? Who's going to play
1: Adam Felber in the podcast <laughs>
0: scene? <laughs> those are written out.
1: <laughs> no, right. it's going to be.
0: Uh, Adam Felber's going to be play with a guy with flowing long hair.
1: I used to have Bobby flowing out. long hair, Paula Poundstone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there are many pictures of me with flowing long hair. Yeah. Okay, so Paula okay. wrote these sides. So well,
2: she should already be ahead of the she game. She should then. already oh, be well, ahead yeah. of the
1: game, but we're, we're just trying to give her every little bit of help we can. So You do um, come to
0: think of it. I didn't prepare for this either.
1: <laughs> you didn't?
0: No, I wrote the sides, but I didn't really work at it. Okay, I mean, well, I just wrote
1: it. Here's what's going to happen. Okay. I'm going to read the description and the stage directions for the sides, and Jeannie, you're going to read all the other characters, and Paula is auditioning for the role of Marta. Yeah. Okay. So here's a character description. Are you ready for this? I'm okay. right. And you've already read this probably. I have. Marta is a strong woman. She suffers no fools. She doesn't feel she needs a man, but when love comes unknocking, she can't help peeking through the blinds. She's smart, a little bit quirky, and really into pugs. She has worked on campaigns for thirty years and is beginning to suspect that sexism has played a role in her not having climbed higher on the career ladder. Now Incoming governor of Michigan, Brent Fishman, on whose campaign Marta has worked her ass off on, has asked to meet with her. She is very hopeful. The scene begins in the interior of Zake's coffee shop. Wow, this is a complex thing. Are it's you following this? Scene? I,
2: I think so. Yeah.
1: Okay, so Marta arrives early and takes a seat in a booth that is familiar to her in Zake's coffee shop. Brent Fishman enters and walks over. Marta stands to greet him.
0: Good to see you, sir. How's the transition pre- Oh, sorry. Let me try that again, Jeannie. Sorry.
1: Wow. Oh, we're off to a great
2: start. Okay. Huh? okay. All
0: right.
1: All okay. right. Marta stands to greet him.
0: <laughs> That's exactly how it always goes, by the way. Um, good to see you, to sir.
2: How's the transition preparation going? Well, it's going well. I think I even want to do this job. I have a seat, Marta. My gosh, I haven't seen you since election night. And what a night that was, too. You sure look beautiful with confetti in your hair. See, I would cast you. Just do the part. Okay. Thank you, sir. I'm glad I had the chance to see
0: what it looked like.
2: Well, Marta, you were no small part of my success. If my opponent had had a speechwriter of your caliber, I'd be able to pay for your coffee today without risking an ethics violation.
0: You're very kind, sir. But certainly your delivery had something to do with it. They're just words on a page if someone doesn't bring them to life.
2: Well, I'm building a team now, Marta, and I'd be a fool not to have you on it. That's why I'm asking you to serve me and the great state of Michigan by joining our team as the deputy chief of staff to the first lady of Michigan.
1: A waitress glides over with her food, check, and pen in hand.
2: What can I get you? I'm sorry? What can I get you?
0: No, not you. To this clown. You're right. I am a good speechwriter. The best one you had, too. Now, I'm supposed to prep your wife with zingers for her garden club speeches? I'll bet you didn't ask Bill Higgins to schedule the first lady's appearances at preschool and photo shoots for the cover of The Michigander.
2: I'll come back.
1: And scene. <laughs> great, great job. That was a truly great job, It was inspired, Genie.
2: Yeah. Genie. <laughs> oh, that, that was very good. I didn't quite see how into pugs you were on that read, so okay. I, I'd like see to that, maybe see that, that, that. Is that why you're probably no, no, not no, going to no. hire me? Because I want
1: you to seriously tear her apart. <laughs> oh, they, um, how did she do?
0: The, a lot of times they'll write something in the description. Yes. Even something like quirky that is not Helpful. really. Playable? No, in that scene, absolutely. And so into pugs. Into pugs. Is like is, one of those things that they put in there, and you're just like, like huh? right? Yeah. How, why? How does that come yeah. into play? And at yet, all? I know that somebody uh, is going in there and giving a reading. Well, that they're just they're wearing a pug sweater. They, or maybe they have like you know, uh they? Are, would a, they be wearing
1: a pug sweater? Did you there's underpinnings. Her uh, yeah. of, gotcha. do you,
0: what about that? Like, I went to an audition for uh, 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 a restaurant tour. Um, like that served people and stuff. And I wore an apron and uh, I felt like a big dork, but I just decided to, you know, go for it. And uh, I don't, do you think think that helped or didn't help?
1: Could be a way to go. Could be a way to go. Before we totally wipe this scene from Jeannie's mind, let's ask her how you did it. Yeah,
2: Jeannie, how'd I do? I I thought you did a terrific job. Thank you very much. I really did. I really did. Fuck, I only wish this was real. Well, it's not. You know, you stayed in it. You were committed. There was there, a, there was, was an there was an arc to the scene. I, I, do you want you to start give notes? You, well, huh? she started. She's friendly. giving me notes. She said uh, there was an arc to the scene. Yeah, what, but let's do it again. Let's do it again. You I want wanna, an and I want. I, I do want to make okay. an okay. guitar. Right, yeah. Tell I think me what maybe do. she's maybe a, you know a little more nervous at the top. Oh, you know okay. she doesn't quite know what to expect and okay. why he wants to see her and he's a big deal to her and. Uh, you, and, and you think maybe there's you know something exciting that's going to come out of it, and then when when he drops on you what it is, I, I think I think let him have it even a little more. Oh, I go, like go it.
3: bigger
1: when you're letting yeah. him have it.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. That's what yeah. you're going to get. Those are great yeah. notes. Ready? Those Thank are you. good notes. Okay.
1: So um, let's do this. Uh, Marta arrives early and takes a seat in a booth that's familiar to her. Brent Fishman enters and walks over. Marta stands to greet him.
2: Good to see you, sir. Uh, how's the transition preparation going? Uh, Well, it's going well. I I think I even want to do this job. (laughs) Have a seat, Marta. My gosh, I haven't seen you since election night, and what a night that was, too. You sure look beautiful with confetti in your hair. Thank you, sir. I'm glad I had the chance to see what it looked like. Well, Marta, you were no small part of my success. If my opponent had had a speechwriter of your caliber, I'd be able to pay for your coffee today without risking an ethics violation. (laughs) You're very kind, sir, but certainly your delivery had something to do with it.
0: They're just words on a page if someone doesn't bring them to life.
2: Well, I'm building a team now, Marta, and I know I'd be a fool not to have you on it. That's why I'm asking you to serve me in the great state of Michigan by joining our team as the deputy chief of staff to the first lady of Michigan.
1: A waitress glides over with her food check and pen in hand.
2: What can I get you? I'm sorry? What can I get you?
0: No, not you. To this clown. You're right. I am a good speechwriter. The best one you had, too. Now I'm supposed to prep your wife with zingers for her garden club speeches? I'll bet you didn't ask Bill Higgins to schedule the First Lady's appearances at preschools and photo shoots for the cover of The Michigander.
2: I'll come back.
1: And scene. Wow. Whoa, whoa. Wow, the transition. Really I mean,
2: just night, day and night. night. And day day and night.
1: I felt that rage. Yeah, that was really good. I didn't think it was overblown, but it was good. It was yes, real. yes.
2: I mean, maybe pushing the nervous at the top a little bit.
1: You should push in oh, pushing the nervous. a little, yeah, high. Was
2: a little yeah. too nervous Maybe, maybe a little too, little yeah. too nervous at right, the time. You, you
1: did just help him, him run a successful campaign.
2: Oh
0: well, I do distinctly remember something to tell me someone saying that I should be nervous.
1: Wow.
2: <laughs> so, <laughs>
1: so fair, fair. Now at an audition, when somebody blames you, you might
2: not want to do that. Yeah. Back. Okay. Yeah, guess, yeah. <laughs> but go right sure. ahead. Yeah. But would you? Do you think
1: Paula mm. would have a? Ch- if you'd put her on tape for this, do, do you think um, she'd have a chance at this part? Absolutely, really, yes, wow. What about for
0: the Paula Poundstone movie? No, no, yeah, no. No. (laughs) She's not as jolly. Paula Poundstone is not as jolly. I'm yeah, she's a little, a much. Yeah, I'm a little too heavy in the youthful, face but, for her. Right. Yeah, <laughs> and she's lighter. Just in general, she's lighter was, and happier.
1: That was great. I know. I'm really into this story now. I hope that we return to Marta and. Uh, yeah, and, I'm dying uh, Marta to know what, and, uh, what What's and his Zoolander name? at some uh, point. Not, yeah. I don't
2: think it's
0: Zoolander.
1: It's
2: <laughs> That's wonderful. Michelle I think. It. I think just trust your instincts, Paula.
1: <laughs> well, thank you, Jeannie Bacharach, for helping Paula nail her next audition, Paula. Based on what Jeannie just told you, and your scene that you just did, what advice can you give our actor friends out there listening about how to audition?
0: Anya, if you could give me a little ukulele player background music to explain to the listener what I now know about auditioning. When you audition, you want to be familiar... No, familiar. (laughs) (laughs) You know with the piece you are auditioning for. I'm sorry, I'm gonna fuck this up, but it's not good to apologize before you begin. You don't wanna engage in conversation for more than about five minutes before you audition, which means if you're a fan of mine, you should get used to listening to me on Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone because that's the only place I'll ever be. The last point I'll reinforce is that if someone directs you to play a part more nervous and you play a part more nervous and they say it was too nervous, you should say, my mistake. Could I try that again?
1: <laughs> Jeannie Bacharach is an Emmy Award-winning casting director. Thank you so much for being on our show, Jeannie. Hey, Jeannie. The Cat of the Week is Nelson from Chicago, Illinois. Thank you, house band Anyalina Lucero Collin. Paula, before we get to hear how parents should approach helping their kids with homework, let's take a moment and thank Paula Poundstone fans who come out to see Paula Poundstone in Poundstone Person. Oh, Um, that is the nicest thing. Yeah, so where are you going to be in the coming weeks, Paula Poundstone?
0: Well, Adam, thank you for asking. I'll be in Mesa, Arizona on February 15th at the Mesa Arts Center and in Atlanta, Georgia on February 22nd at the Buckhead Theater.
1: Wow, that's terrific, Paula. I'll be sure to try to catch you there. (laughs) Now, you might wonder how awkward that was and why. Here's the thing. It's about to get a lot more awkward. Uh Uh-oh. So, Paula, I noticed that you have a faraway look in your eye as though you're remembering the past.
0: I am, Adam. Right now, I'm remembering the past. What are
1: you thinking about?
0: I'm thinking, did I do the right thing with my kids and homework?
1: Yeah, that's it's kind of the look you had on your face. Yeah, I've yeah. been thinking about that it. That is one of the worst segues I've ever perpetrated and I deeply regret not having thought about it further. No, but no, but it's that's... true that you do actually look back at the past a lot and try to figure out where you went right or wrong as a parent. Yes. And the and, homework thing has been can on your not mind. And cannot
0: do that by the way. Um yeah, it's it's an impossible job, but one of the hardest things about parenting in my experience was of course coping with Homework.
1: Right. Now, as a parent, this has not really entered my life in any kind of major way yet, because my my oldest is 10, and my youngest is in kindergarten.
0: Yeah, well, they start with homework in kindergarten, but so when, uh, you know, nobody listens to Paula Poundstone is a a joyful romp through information, and one of the areas of information that I thought it would be helpful for my listeners, all six of them, to have... And if they each tell a friend, we'll have 12, um, yes. was uh, I wanted to bring on a teacher to talk about
1: how to handle homework with no, your kid. Why, what, what were your struggles? My struggles with homework is occasionally my son doesn't want to do it.
0: Okay. Uh, I, I, no, it was just always agony. And uh, – almost every time my 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 daughter tosha in particular what they used to say was there was this rule of thumb maybe this was like elementary school i guess was that oh it shouldn't be more than 20 minutes okay. of homework i don't know if they were even maybe that was kindergarten or Yeah the, that sounds the like the kindergarten early, it sounds the like the, early they're happy grades. to give you more than but, 20 minutes now but what no one ever understood that my my daughter tosha couldn't get a pencil in 20 fucking minutes really and if she did, it would roll off the table, and the point would break, and then we'd have to drag over the pencil. Sh- it was just the whole sloth was her number one weapon.
1: Okay. Yeah, uh, you know, she used it.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, oh my God! Like a like a saber. Uh, okay. She was skilled okay. uh, at sloth. So, anyways, it was it was just often struggles. But one teacher would say to me, "Oh, you know, you have to let the kids do it themselves, because that's how they, you know, that's how they're going to learn. They're never going to
1: learn if you're always holding their hand." Right.
0: Exactly. Exactly, and people would use that really mean, you know, oh, you're a helicopter parent, which I think name-calling from teachers to parents is probably unnecessary. Well, we'll find out. Um, And then I would get the other thing entirely, which is, well, you know, you have to help them. The parent who's involved, that was the key to the kid's success. So that's confusing to Yeah, so I just never had any idea. So sometimes what I would do is she'd be doing her homework, and I would just put my head on the table and cry.
1: Okay, and that seemed to be helpful. I don't think any teacher is going to recommend that, but we'll find out because we (laughs) have someone. Really, because it's what my mother used to do: put your head on her head on table and cry while you did your homework. Yeah, well, it's one strategy. What we have here, though, is somebody who can answer all of these questions. Jason Shine is a lead teacher at the Brighton School in Los Angeles. Please welcome educator extraordinaire Jason Shine. (laughs) Jason, thanks so much for being here.
3: Sure. Hey, everybody.
1: <laughs> Welcome. Hey. In, and thank you, Anyalina. Oh, <laughs> you know, it's spelled with an H. You'll see when you go to our website, everybody. So I'm, I'm, always, I'm always on the verge of saying Anyalina. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it doesn't have an N. What, what is that thing that goes over the NA? A silken fleho.
1: Ray Horseman says it's a silken flejo. Yeah, that's
0: exactly what I was thinking.
1: Yeah, it's
3: insulting it? that I pronounce it that way. Silken fleho,
0: which is the name of my little gray kitty.
1: Jason, we're going to get to you.
0: Ah. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, Jason. We're coming.
3: Just like the homework, right? I'm
1: Eventually. on my way. Right, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul has to sharpen another two pencils. Yeah. Now, um, Jason, how involved should a parent be with their child's homework?
3: It depends, really. It depends if the student's doing it on their own. Pretty simple answer. So basically, like, you know, some people just kind of get it done. It's so, like if it ain't break, broke, don't fix it. Right. So there's the kids that get it done, but the answer usually is they should be some involved. So, like, making sure that they, uh, you know... Making sure that they know what the homework is. Okay, yeah. That that's step one is knowing what it is. Knowing what it usually is. Usually, just and getting some kids to that have point. ways of getting around that, right? They oh, don't man. bring their homework home, or yeah. they. We
0: couldn't even get past step one ever. Right. Yeah.
1: You yeah. weren't sure that you were being told the truth about what the homework was. Do, do a lot of your students do that?
3: Sometimes they have like an altered reality field where they can truly believe there's no homework. It right. usually It works like that.
1: Oh yeah, that I, that that sounds familiar to me. Not with my kids, but with me. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. How much homework?
3: How much homework should they have?
1: Yeah, did you, you heard the
3: 20-minute thing from Paula. Was this something you heard in the past, in the present, in um, future?
1: Yeah,
0: I mean, my kids are now young adults, but when they were in elementary school, I think like, you know, again, maybe kindergarten, first grade, I was told 20 minutes.
3: I think that might be more like, yeah, an elementary school kind of thing. Yeah. So it's funny, like the, the concept of how much homework just came up. So my coworker is one of my best friends. Uh-huh. We've been friends since we were 12. Wow. Oh, that's nice. So a couple years back. And so we were talking about the idea of what's the deal with homework? Should we get rid of homework? Should we like minimize it? And so we were doing some research and it turns out that there's kind of a more of a push in America to have less homework. Yeah, To have way less, like maybe an hour or something like that, even for high school. And even some elementary schools are just deciding to kind of not do homework. Right. Just because like the kids aren't doing it anyway, might as well have family time. Right. So hopefully that shift is happening because yeah, other kids will come to our school and the last school they'll say it's like four hours of homework. Wow. Yeah.
1: So there really was a push to have more homework over a period of the last
3: couple of decades, right? There could be. There definitely was a. L- there's definitely a lot of places like high school where you have lots of homework. Because the amount of classes that are... There was, of course, like honors classes, then APs. And so now the amount of AP, cl- AP classes that these kids are kind of expecting to take, like the norm is just such a high number.
1: Oh, I know that. I know. Because I was. I just went back to my old high school um, because... Because there
0: was an assignment you hadn't turned there in? There was an assignment <laughs> I hadn't
1: turned in. No, I'll have you know that um, this last spring, I was inducted into the Jericho High School Hall of Fame. Wait a minute. It's true. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. And I went back, and there was this. What did you wear? Uh, I wore what you're wearing right now. Oh, no. man. Uh, and, um, and I was um, asked to speak in a couple of classes and meet some of the students before I, we did a ceremony that night. Uh-huh. And these kids, the high school kids, are taking... Something like four or five AP classes per semester? Yeah. We didn't even have five AP classes at my school. What they, happened?
3: They were barely invented, yeah. It's just the kind of, the competition has gone up for colleges. And so now every year, the expectation or what the colleges say, you know, you might want to take to get in or that just keeps going up. So it's gone up over the course of years. year. So these kids are taking, you know, they might be taking five AP classes oh by the time God. they graduate. Is that, is that what's going on with uh, your kids? No, not with our school. No, we're, we're kind of a different situation. So they're the kind of schools where the kids. Are, so so our school's a little different. We accommodate uh, actors. So like, our kids are actors, they're dancers, figure skaters. Oh wow! And so that's kind of the main thing is we accommodate to be able to do that. So we couldn't really give them four hours of homework anyway because because they're going to be on set exactly, and then they right. need to rest. Or they're
0: going to be on the ice. Uh, and Auditioning. That, like, yeah, a lot right. of um, a lot of figure skaters uh, uh, can only do things in multiples of eight. Did you know that? I did not know that.
1: <laughs> when they do math. Yeah. Because they're doing a figure eight.
0: Exactly right.
1: It's like a syndrome. Really? Um,
0: you know what's weird? I though. have not
1: been aware of that. Bonnie, put that down. <laughs> I, I just want to say our, our was, producer Bonnie Burns is once again was she wrinkling shit. What do you mean? How, how could I? Hear oh, that? Uh, the other thing about Bonnie
0: Burns, she, she's a, a lovely person. How could I? Hear um, that? But apparently, she's there are. How do I put this? Um,
1: she's, she's deaf. She. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you put it she's probably not hearing me say yeah. it right now because yeah. right. she's constantly making annoying noises and right now just take it out of her hands Tony take no, that paper out of her hands <laughs> No,
0: I mean, it's okay. So Bonnie was making a crinkling noise, Jason, and we've had this problem repeatedly. I'm I'm sure you've had kids in class before. No no eating in class. Yeah, we have to say, please stop crinkling, right? right." I'm talking. Maybe you would like, maybe you have enough for everyone. Well, they'll do
3: the thing where they crinkle it really slow. You know, that's what she does.
0: And that's worse. Isn't that worse? And then oh, she yeah. can't believe that we can hear it because she can't hear
3: it. Well, they think if they stand still like a T-Rex, you know, you can't yeah. right. see them if they don't move. The, yeah. the T-Rex with the motion detector eyes, according to
1: Jurassic Park. <laughs> um, all right, let's, let's get to a more basic question. What is the point of homework?
3: So actually, there is a good point to homework. And we, I like I said, think so. just by total coincidence, just started having this conversation recently. And one big thing is like, you're and in class. And you've known
0: each other since you were 12. Yeah. And this is the first time as teachers that you ever brought up well, to one we, another. What's we need to talk the about point ho-
3: we need, of homework? We need to talk about homework in high school because, you know, we're busy not doing it. No, Yeah. Just sure. Many right, right. right. yeah. of my kids are one of your 12 listeners. No. Yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, so there is a point. So you're in class, teachers teaching, they're explaining it. And you look at it and you see what they're doing and you go, oh, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. And then maybe you do, like, some practice problems and you don't understand, so the kid next to you, you ask him. So you really, it, it gives you an opportunity to actually sit there and focus by yourself and try to see, you know, what can I understand this if I don't have someone that's going to answer the question and tell me if I just raise my hand? So it right. gives you a chance to try it on your own. Yeah. I, I tell my students in the first day in geometry class that, like, there's almost no way you could possibly use this in your real life. Okay. So it's not about learning the material. It's about whatever you're going to learn. Like you're going to learn what do you do if you're you're challenged. If what if you have to learn something that doesn't come naturally to you? What do you do? Like that's what you're learning. And that way you get those skills because you have a kind of a setup.
0: Well, I do think there's somebody somewhere who's using geometry, just not the average geometry teacher. geometry teacher. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. no the well, reason I, think I geometry say is that a very
1: useful branch of mathematics <laughs> because it teaches you how to, Logically proven argument.
0: Well, I do a joke in my act. You have not logically proved an argument in your entire fucking life, Adam Felber. Oh, that is um, so not true.
1: I, I do a joke. Just you can't follow a logical argument. <laughs> so you just you just respond with an is not.
0: <laughs> I do I do a joke in my act wherein I ask the audience uh, how many uh, people in that room have bisected angles. And usually, um, you know, in a crowd of like a thousand, there will be a couple of hands go up. So somebody somewhere is using some geometry. But I remember my daughter, Allie, had these (laughs) angle bisection questions one time on her homework in our geometry homework. And she came to me and she didn't have any trouble at all with that. She was able to do that quite successfully. But the next question, because this is when they were really working hard at making the math relevant. So the next question was "Name three ways you'll use this in real life. That's what she came to me stumped by. And I just said, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. You won't.
3: I think it's splitting a Dorito with a friend. That's what I said. I said,
0: I said, unless you're serving pizza to some really picky people, I I don't see it happening. Does
3: that come up much in your balloon animals? Oh, uh, uh. Um. Well, take a look at this balloon animal and you tell me. <laughs> I, it looks because like some this, of my students' diagrams, I think. Yeah, right. yeah. Well, it's a
0: it's a does mean that flattery. I length. mean, excuse me, it's a ukulele. I can tell that. Right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah the can't. strings. You're, you're a good mm. teacher.
3: Because the, the tuning charging. pegs actually gave it away. Yeah, right.
0: the tuning pegs. Thank you, There's Jason. There's no tuning
1: pegs on it. There are tuning
0: um, pegs right there. What's the matter with you? Jason,
1: how can Paula help her kids concentrate on
3: homework? Would she, Should she have more kids? Sure. Yeah, so providing an environment where they can concentrate and showing them that it's a possible thing they can exist is good. So I know I did a lot of my homework in front of the TV. and I did yeah, exactly. And now these kids have their d- distraction devices in their in their pockets. Right. So they've got so many uh, environment, there's so much environment around them that would be probably a bad place yeah. to, to study. So yeah. having that exist, like I have students, they'll just say there's not really a good place to study in my house. So having a place that you can actually, you know, s- a desk that's like got not just covered with whatever stuff on it and having right, yeah. lights and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. So, so you you just feel it's up to like what is your kid's particular penchant, whether or not how involved the parent is in that
3: homework. Yeah, so I mean, it's a lot of it's the responsibility part. So, like making sure they are aware what the homework is. Like that's like that's 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 job one, right? That's job one. It's like finding out how you even find out what the homework is. That's like step two, right? Right. And then of course you know sitting down, like so many things to us sound like second nature. Like how do you get work done? You sit down and you put it in front of you, and then you look at it and you think about it. It's so obvious, but to kids, they don't understand that's how it works, really. So, like, if you just show them, like, sit down, put the paper in front of you, and then turn off stuff, like they just don't even know that part. Not, I'm not saying all of them. Yeah. Especially yeah. not my kids. But, but <laughs> yeah, some of them.
1: All right. Well, Jason, uh, let's let's change subject a little bit. I want to talk about actual curriculum.
3: Has math changed a lot? Because in my perception, it has. So and I- has it hasn't changed for the better. So I think the big change you're talking about is this thing called Common Core. Common Core. Yeah. And so Common Core was something that I think probably no one in this room learned in school. Like I didn't learn in school. And then at some point in the last, I don't know, maybe two decades, they decided to teach math this way that's called the Common Core. And so the big problem with it was that everyone who was a teacher had not learned that way right and so in the same way of like second nature if if i want to multiply two numbers i have a way that i do it but it's already just second nature so if i want to oh, teach right. someone yeah 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 i might the way i know to teach it is the method that was taught to me where you you know you, imagine however you do it on paper that's how you would do it but then they came up with another way to do it on paper that if you're learning from scratch probably is more intuitive and probably matches more with the way in our with the way our brains think but then every teacher in america didn't learn that way and so there i a, I'm sure like with teachers, that I know personally, sometimes if something goes on that's administration and you just don't, you don't agree with it, it's hard to hide it. Right. So I think that's probably what happened is that they were voicing their frustration to all the kids. Right. And the parents see the homework and the parents are like, this is crazy. What is this? This isn't how I learned it. And that was kind of the big thing is it's just not how everyone else learned it. I it's see. probably just the same, at least just as good.
0: I know what I was about to ask you before was this, what I was told when my kids were in school, um... Because when I was little, I don't think we started having homework until at least the second grade, maybe even the third. But at wow. least the second grade, Well, we considered it this rite of passage. I looked forward to having homework. I mean, I certain I, very soon I learned what an idiot I was. But in the beginning, I looked forward to having homework. It, I felt like I a mark of maturity. Um, but when my kids went to school, they had homework in kindergarten. And what um, the school tried to tell the and the parents was that you know this was good because it would become second nature to them so quickly by having What's your feeling about that kindergarten homework? Probably don't need to do it. Yeah, that's what Just I Just like
3: figure out how to use the toilet and stuff like that. That yeah. can be your homework.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well I think by the time they're in kindergarten they're, they're you know well they're well, yeah, well, My they're daughter's
1: everywhere. in kindergarten now and she was, she went through the same rite of passage that you did uh, except 2 years earlier. Oh, so she looked forward to she, having well her first time she was so psyched the first day she had homework and yeah. like a week later she was rolling her eyes at it. Yeah, right. <laughs> it yeah. took a week.
0: Yeah, I think it's a deli- I just, you know, it's, I mean, for me, it's so stressful um, for the parent. And let's face it, I mean, in terms of homework, you know, putting their name at the top of the page can take a kindergartner 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, and if, you know, if somebody actually has like a long name, um, then they're screwed. That's like, okay, f- <laughs> you know. Forget Tiny Tot Basketball. Uh, you're just writing your name at the top of the page tonight. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I've never, I never felt good about that. Um, now, what about, are there particular homework routines that you uh, recommend?
3: Yeah, probably so. I mean, the kind of standard thing of like, get your homework done before you do stuff is probably good because as you're you know procrastinating, as we all know, you've got that in the back of your head and you know it's there and right. it kind of stresses you out. Well, it does.
0: It kind of wrecks everything that you're going to do.
3: Exactly, yeah. You
1: know that sooner or later you're going to have to do that homework. And who knows, you might be drunk by then.
0: At the same time, well, yeah. At the (laughs) same time, um, well, my kids did like sports and we, you know, we went right from school. Uh, At one point, I had kids in three different schools and we, you know, I pick them up in the van and we went right from school to uh, the sports thing. And so there wasn't always time at that point. uh,
3: But you had the sports routine.
0: We did, we had the routine. So you get the routine. benefit of
3: like having that routine shows you, I mean, that it's possible to, once you do something kind of in a routine, even if it's going to sports, yeah. then it's a little, it's easier to not be lazy about getting up and doing something because you're like, look, I did it every day. So then the next time you're supposed to do it. So if you do your homework every day for a month when you get home from school, you may not do that forever, but then the concept of getting up and doing your homework is a piece of routine for you, even if you only do it sometimes.
0: Yeah, but I can't say that. I mean, we did these routines, and we did, like, sit down and do the homework, and we did you know, we did all that stuff, and I can't say it took, and by the way, I wouldn't say that for myself, either. Um, I don't know if you were here earlier, Jason, but um, sometimes when I go for an audition, I'm not as prepared as I could be. Uh, That's right. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, some of that for me is just that I have so goddamn much other stuff to do. Sure. But um, I, I do still have a reluctance to anything that feels like homework. Homework.
1: so is
3: is that a thing
1: like if you have reluctance to homework you're gonna be reluctant to get things done in later life because you haven't formed the correct habits
3: I, you know I think the big thing is uh, if there's a kid that's reluctant to do homework you got to get them to do whatever the thing they want to do but like take it seriously right yeah because if they're reluctant to do this thing because really what is it what's the point of how are you gonna convince someone what's the reward for homework I guess it's a job well done or something like yeah, that. or, or, or a comp- we'll
1: reward you with a tattoo on the small ear back <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yes. you want
1: a whore mark on your whore mark. Thank you very kid. much.
0: Um, Jason, you know, I spent I spent this, last Jason. last
1: weekend watching uh, original movies on the whore mark channel, and it's fantastic.
0: Uh, oh, the whore mark channel. The whore mark you get channel that? is
1: fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's the stories, heartwarming are, stories of they're, prostitutes. They're always so warm. Yeah, yeah. yeah
0: of Jones. Uh, Johns, um, Jason. <laughs> do you know are any of the students that you taught when they were little now adults, and you know them? They do. Yeah. And w- uh, was, have you, how'd you do Jason? Yeah. I mean, have you noticed, <laughs> they're like, still alive. I mean. Have you noticed a relationship between the kind of habits they had as students and how they function as adults?
3: Um, they're not, well, they're not that much older. I mean, so I have students that are just about maybe 21 or so. And because of the type of school, they're all, they're all, uh, you know, successful in the entertainment field. Oh. Uh-huh. So like the so geometry like Matt maybe Damon? didn't matter much. Did you as teach mice. Matt Damon? I, c- I can't say.
0: Yeah. He's oh, you're not older than 21, say. Paula. I think, no, not in the movie I saw him um, yeah, but you
1: might have been watching an old movie,
0: *Goodwill Hunting*.
1: Yeah, he's yeah. he's old, way older yeah. than twenty-one. And he did now. a lot, did of a homework, homework in that. that yeah. One. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he did,
0: yeah. he did, yeah. But he loved it. It was sort. Of, the whole film was sort of a Valentine's to you, I think, uh, just a way of saying. I'm in thank the credits you. if you look really
3: carefully. Yeah, thank you, yeah.
0: Jason, my teacher. Okay, let me think about who else you might have taught. Um, uh, I'm going to say that you probably are. The aren't Olsen be twins. To, did you teach the Olsen they're twins? They're older than twenty-one as well. Yeah, but not when he taught. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. None of your students are older than 21 now. What much, grade like levels do you teach? Middle school, high school. Middle school, high school. Oh, geez. Are you ever like, are you like Sidney Portier in To Sir With Love?
3: I didn't teach him either. <laughs> I would say that again. Did, no.
0: <laughs> yeah, did you teach Sidney Portier? Did you teach Portier? Sidney Portier? <laughs> he
3: never did his homework.
0: Yeah. right uh, Yeah. Uh, uh, did you ever see the movie To Sir With Love? I didn't. Did you ever see Welcome Back Carter?
3: I know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> Up your nose with the rubber hose. I know that's, that part. Yeah, that's yeah. such a great... That's all you need to know, right? Yeah,
0: no. What you need to know is Horseshack. Oh, 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 oh. You don't Edward need to know any aunt. of this. If it's a sitcom
1: that was on the air before he was born.
0: If you're going to be a teacher, you need to know Welcome Back, Carter, And it would in be... what way? It would be good to know our Miss Brooks. How? Well, not in the carnal sense.
1: No, but I, well, I mean... No,
0: I, I mean, how is this helpful? It was Eve Arden, for God's sake. She's dead. What's the matter with you? No,
1: no. <laughs> <laughs> this is my problem now. <laughs> I want to bail myself out of this, but I don't know how. No, what I'm asking is how is a not working knowledge of Welcome Back Cotter helpful for Jason's career?
0: Well, I was in high school when Welcome Back Cotter was on TV, and I used to watch that show and think to myself. I would watch that show while I was doing my homework, and I would think to myself, what's the matter with me? Why am I so immature? How come I'm nothing like these guys? And then one day, years later, I was in the grocery store line and um, one of the actors from that show was in line with me, and I realized, oh, the reason I didn't seem like them is because they were thirty years old when yeah. they were doing those roles. Yeah, yeah, they weren't teenagers. That's why. So you know, why don't I have a beard?
1: Um, I get it, right? Yeah. And then by the time by the time you were thirty, you had one.
0: Yeah. Well, was what? Yeah. By the time I had a beard, I
1: yeah. I, I you know, I wish I didn't. Gotcha. <laughs> Jason, your thoughts on that? <laughs>
3: <laughs> I don't think a beard's the right look. <laughs> well, there you wouldn't you get go. the part. Do you
0: have any um, uh, Do you have any teachers that you uh, look up to in ret- like that from a kid that influenced you? Oh yeah. And what about them made them influential? He was a little crazy. Oh, he was a little crazy. Yeah, his name
3: was Greenbrier, Ferdinand, Rubidoux Benton Purdue Gary Legasser. That's, that that's all just, you need to know. That yeah, that, was, yeah. Wait, say it again? Greenbrier, F- Greenbrier, Ferdinand, Rubido, Benton Purdue, Gary Legosser. You just never knew what to expect, so I try to throw a little of that in there, you know? Yeah. A little Rubadoob. Just a little throw a little Rubadoob in there. <laughs> wow. What wow. did he teach? That was calculus. Wow. RubyDoob did calculus. Oh, he sure did. He was the best. Oh
0: my yeah. God. Was he like the guy from Stand and Deliver?
3: Another one of these. What is what are we talking about? You don't have to <laughs> know. <laughs>
0: Smile and Is this nod. Is another John
3: Travolta show? Paul, Paula will be fine uh, no, with it. Bonnie didn't really hear it. Watch. We're all good. It,
0: it was a movie about um, one of the best teachers of all time, a guy that, uh, whose name I can't remember right now, but I will. Uh, he worked actually in uh, East L.A., I believe it was. He taught inner city kids calculus, and he made them hell on wheels in calculus. What the heck was his name? Jaime Escalante. All right. Well, there you have it.
1: I thank you for helping fill out Jason's uh, Netflix queue.
0: Yeah, well, that's what part of what I'm here yeah, for. Yeah, tonight, go. Can home you home. remember a homework assignment that you did when you were a kid that you now go, boy? Thank goodness I did that.
3: Oh man, I wasn't prepared for that question. There must be one. Yeah, this is somewhere. a pattern, Jason. A homework pro- homework <laughs> question that I did. We did once, I do have a confession to make that uh my friend that we're in school we're teaching, right, teaching you you never know, talked about now. We field? had to do this project one time. It was this project called the Reconstruction Project, which I now know what that is. You know, okay. a the Reconstruction. Project. Yeah. And so uh
1: there's, there's reconstruction of the South. Yeah, exactly. Post Civil
3: War. Yeah, right. At the moment I did not know what it meant at all because uh he had this brilliant idea on how we could do the project, which was we just, um, to not do the project and tell the teacher that she lost it and it worked <laughs> and we got a hundred percent. Wait, you didn't do the project. What? We, we oh, didn't do it. Oh, that was that
0: teacher, Miss Lamo.
3: This is, this is Miss Dugan.
0: So you, Miss Dugan had some problems. She what kind too of trusting. a teacher? She was too, too you're not even you trusting. You just told her you lost this, After all these years. No, you thought she was trusting. She was a drinker. Yeah. She didn't want to, no, Miss Dugan, Dugan was just phoning Miss Dugan, if you're out there, it what in. the f- honestly, honestly. <laughs> yeah
3: she had yeah. the right attitude I think you know just coast through it so if a kid <laughs> told you they lost their homework oh no no I, I know I was me oh, oh I know right. she never had a student you know she never had wow I want to live in her world
1: yeah. Oh, he lost it. But he's a good boy. Anyway, let's move on. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, I, that's why I make my policies
3: because of you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really based on Miss Oh yeah, there's this, that's there's one th-
1: hungry dog you have at home. That's oh,
0: well.
3: <laughs> right. There's the Dugan Decree that I go by. You
0: know? Yeah. My daughter would sometimes screw up the lie. Yeah. So she once told the teacher that she ate the dog.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and that that's well, I hope that was a good lunch for you. Anyway, moving <laughs> on.
0: When they say
3: that, you you just don't you just let them. That kid, you let them.
0: Really? So let them get away.
3: Well, yeah, because they might they eat the dog. You yeah, know. Right. right. No,
0: right. and her, yeah, yeah. No, she just never, yeah, she pulled some fast ones, mm-hmm. that kid. Uh,
1: <laughs> just, good, good thing she never had Miss Dugan, because then nothing would have gotten done. Yeah,
0: honestly. She would have been, oh, she, no, but I think Miss Dugan was just phoning it in. Miss oh, Dugan yeah. just so, didn't want to do her job. Well,
3: yeah. So that's yeah. exactly what that <laughs> yeah. sounds like.
0: And you sensed that earlier. You, oh. like, kids go for blood, man. When Like you, a you lion
3: know. with a sick gazelle. Yeah, we could target yeah, yeah exactly. exactly
0: you saw like, you Ms. saw miss dugan, dugan right there. there
3: she's already yeah. limping yeah, yeah. miss dugan was she was, was leaving it's like a bloody
0: footprint you while you she lost walked it again. down
1: the hall better fingers <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna be miss dugan from now on i love your miss dugan uh, thank you well anyway thank you jason for giving us a crib sheet on homework paula what advice can you give our listeners about parents and their children's homework
0: uh, I'd like to tell it to you now, Adam. Anyelina, could you give me a little uh, eucleonasia-ists uh, <laughs> ukulele behind my um, homework insight? Your kid needs to learn how to concentrate. Many students find that difficult because they have electronics in so many rooms and in their pockets, which I might personally add is a mind-blowingly easy problem to solve. Teach your kid to turn their phone off. (laughs) Homework teaches your child that they can take the steps that it requires to do homework, like know that they have homework. The best thing a parent can do for their student who struggles with homework is do whatever you have to do and pay whatever you have to pay to get them into Miss Dugan's class. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jason Shine is lead teacher at the Brighton School. Jason, thank you so much for being on our show. Thanks so much. Brighton Hall, thank you. <laughs>
0: Thanks, Jason.
1: We'll be right back on Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone after this. Is there a dog in a car at a bar on the street? Yay! I'm a leg a small dog owner. My dog, Pistachio, howls when she's excited. And I'm Renee Culvert, a big dog owner. My dog, Tugboat, tips over when he's sleepy. And we co-host a podcast called Can I Pet Your Dog that airs every Tuesday. We bring you all things dog. Yes, dog news, dog tech, dogs we met this week. We also have pretty famous guests on Butt Legs. We're not gonna let them talk about their projects. No. Just wanna hear about those dogs. We don't wanna hear about your stuff, only your dogs. So join us every Tuesday on Max Fun. this is Amy Mann.
3: And I'm Ted Leo. And
0: we have a podcast called The Art of Process. We're talking about how the creative process is in itself an art form, in our opinion. There are underlying forms and structures that serve as a scaffolding for any creative endeavor.
2: We've been lucky enough over the past year to talk to
0: some of our friends and acquaintances from across the creative spectrum to find out how they actually work. We weirdly don't know as many musicians as you would
1: expect. New episodes will be coming every other Monday. Starting January 28th. So please Please listen and subscribe at maximumfun.org or wherever you get your podcast. Thank you. Okay, Paula Poundstone, we are pulling into the home stretch. No. Yes, it is. It's almost time for us to go. And uh, so, first, I want to thank our sponsors, HelloFresh. You can go to hellofresh.com/slash/poundstone80 and enter Poundstone80, and all the food in the world will be yours. That might be an exaggerated it would offer, be a right? Slight there. exaggeration. Yeah. <laughs> and thanks to our new sponsor, ModCloth. Remember, when you go to m o d c l o t h dot com, enter code Poundstone at checkout and. The world is your oyster. I love it. But you know, um, as long as we're talking about things that will bring joy to people's lives, so let's talk about the nobody listens to Paula Poundstone's t-shirts for maximum fun.
0: We have those, don't we?
1: We have them and they say I'm wearing one right now in oh, fact. Adam
0: is wearing one. Room right I am now. wearing yeah, one right now and
1: it says uh, nobody listens to Paula Poundstone yeah. and on the front it's a lovely dark color and in the yeah. back it's got a uh, it's got an interesting quote from Paula Poundstone from yeah. the podcast. It's
0: got a piece of advice from the a piece of podcast, advice from the podcast. So they're right. And you and, can
1: get those at maxfunstore.com.
0: Yeah. So you should probably do that. Uh, and then also, all right, I don't like to toot my own horn, but um, I have a remarkably soft tri blend shirt uh, that's available at my website. Um, it has a self-portrait on the left breast and a yeah. memorable quote on the back.
1: Yeah, and it's it's great. Um, I'm happy to say that some of our listeners are starting to chime in online and actually take my part in this in pointing out that there is no such thing as a tripoly blend, but that your shirt is wonderful.
0: There is. uh, My shirt is a remarkably soft tri-poly blend shirt, and it's available at my website (laughs) at com. Uh,
1: If you want to submit a theme song or need advice or have spotted Thomas Corn and want to talk to us about it, uh, email us at Poundstone at gmail.com, and you can follow both Paula and me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Well... That's our show for tonight. Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone is hosted by Paula Poundstone and yours truly, Adam Felber, produced by Paula Poundstone, Adam Felber, Captain Crinkle, Bonnie Burns, (laughs) Ken Lezebnik, and Tony Anita Hull. Technical direction by Ray Horseman. Special thanks to tonight's house band ukulele player, Anyalina Lucero. Colin, I'm never going to get tired of saying your name and thank you. And thanks again to our guests, Jeannie Bacharach and Jason Shine. Our head of security was Tony Anita Hull. Whoa, yes, she's, yeah. yeah, she's just I, I mean, monstrous. She, when we, she's more like Tony Anita Hulk.
0: <laughs> when we when we step out onto Miranda Street tonight, there's going to be like bodies just laying on the ground. <laughs> she let the bodies she, hit the floor. Yeah, yeah. where she yeah. like flipped them and Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely, yeah. it was yeah, in slow
1: motion with yeah, bullets flying it's, it's, it's everywhere. It's carnage out there. Yeah. Transcription services provided by... Transcribe Me. For your special Paula Poundstone discount, use code Paula Poundstone when placing your order at transcribeme.com. And Paula, I hope that none of your passwords online are also Paula Poundstone, because we've been giving them away all night.
0: What, my passwords? Yeah. What do you mean?
1: Your personal passwords.
0: Oh, none of mine. It's like
1: your bank accounts, though. No. Okay.
0: No, no, no. That's good. My No, my my passwords are... Uh, <laughs> I'm just just kidding. <laughs> kidding. I wasn't going to tell you my passwords. That's crazy. Um, Well, anyways, that's our show for tonight. Won't somebody please listen to me?
1: Nobody listens to Paula Poundstone. (laughs) Nobody listens to Paula. Nobody listens to Paula Poundstone. But we wish they would.
0: Oh, won't you listen? Oh, won't
1: you listen? Listen to Paula Poundstone. Ah.
2: Oh my God.
3: MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.